0: Winging it with Painter and Rico. Our special guest today is Nick Hendy, alias Sven. Nice to see you. Nice to have you on board, mate. Hi, Tim. Yeah, nice to see you, Nick. Hi, Dave. Before we start, um, we've got a couple of weeks off. Dave's recovered from his um, hip operation. Okay? Yeah, back golf. sprinting now. Yeah, yeah. golfing? No. Yeah, back playing golf. Very poorly, yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed there, No. no. <laughs> okay. And before we start, Marcus... Bray text me today to say, you know, you know, why the podcast stopped. I said, well, we've been around a couple of weeks off because Dave's been injured. And he said, who's next on? I said, Sven. He said, Sven. He said, you struggling for people? He said, I can get Paul Rose. <laughs> 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 well, that's a bit of yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait till I see you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we're going to start. Yeah. Nice to see you, anyway. So, where do you want to start? Up to you. Um, we start at the beginning. Usually yeah. a good place, if yeah. So.
1: so, that'll be um, schoolboy football, really. So, um, so again, it's got a bit of a long story short. I was six foot one when I was 14. So, bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else. So, managed to slip through the net for the local pro clubs, just played local, luckily for Hallam boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through the school system managed to go to the England trials at Lillishaw with a couple of the more skillful players that actually went on to play pro football. So Nigel Hawkins was at Bristol City, probably one of the most gifted kids around, but he was a lot smaller so we were at that phase of england schools that they wanted the big strong class. so where did you start off playing
2: At what position center forward well I've, i have a feeling you might say center forward yeah I was a, I was the big lads used to go pass it around, just smash it in the net didn't you remember yeah,
1: yeah and yeah. it was it was Rod wesson actually um who said actually we'll put you at the back because you can catch because i was quite quick he said you can catch the flying mm. center forward so that was the big big move that sort of set me apart really i think so but when we got to Lillyshaw, it was quite interesting. So, we had the, you know, they, they split the sort of two teams down, a clear, very clear A-side and a B-side, that, you know, all the best kids were in the A-side. And they made the captain of it, and I was the only one there that was not associated
2: with a programme. This club. is captain the A-side?
1: Yeah, captain oh. the A-side. It was yeah. like the end of the... You know, we're on to it's such an impressive place. Oh, yeah. Lucky to go there. It was a year after when they took kids out of school and then put them in there. That, it was that which Gascoigne did and all the rest of it. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, so... And I was the only one that was not associated to a pro club. So they well, I had this, you know, the ball's come over, it's nil-nil. I've taken it down on my chest, stood on the ball, <laughs> gone down like a sack of shit, <laughs> lost one nil right? So, so I get pulled after I get hooked and thinking, like, great, this is brilliant. You know, just thought I was living the dream for a minute. And they said, look, you're the only kid here that is not associated to a league club. And if you're going to play for England, you need to be playing at the highest level week in and week mm. out. I said so you need to sign for a pro club if we're going to take you any further and i said fine so they said we have four clubs here that will take you tomorrow so go and see every one of them and see which one fits best for you so i was lucky one of the lucky things about being an only child my dad would take me everywhere yeah. <laughs> you know so and again i could have gone to villa i think it was leeds birmingham with julian Dick. so yeah. we went we, we went up there and tried them all and Chelsea at that time was the only one that was not in the equivalent to the Premiership. It was in the second division. But they had ten of their first team came up through the youth team ranks. So you could see a natural progression. And these are the days of like Kerry Dixon and David Speed, Pat Nevin, yeah. mm-hmm. Paul Canneville and that sort of thing. So I said, you know, I fancy I'll sign for them. So Dad drove me up the M4, said to me at the sort of post-house hotel and the youth development officer flew in on the helicopter
0: It's quite impressive yeah
1: I was thinking is that for us sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. well no, so there's the forms signed and that was it we were gone you know i think slips dad a little um brown envelope yeah a few could in it for his expenses and so right. so he was made up so yeah so every week weekend we used to go up and play the southeast counties yeah up there, so that was quite good, good. standard then mine. yeah it was it was tough it was tough because you know, you're thinking, you know, I, you know, to be fair, I wasn't that good a player, I was a half decent athlete, so I used to just try and win it, give it to someone who could play, right? So, yeah.
2: were well, you talking about in that team then, Nick? Eh?
1: Well, it was Jody Morris yeah. in that team that was really a top
2: coach, now, didn't he? If yeah, he follows Frank about, didn't he? Lampard,
1: yeah, there was a, they had a lad called Colin West up front, it was a Geordie who was fantastic, but actually, you know, never made it. So, I think in that, that England team that I went back to, there was only uh, Francis Benali that made it Southampton like, yeah, yeah played at Southampton and he was centre forward then mm. for England yeah. that, that was under yeah. 15 so it was schools but it was the Chelsea thing that was great so and then Dave Lee signed so Dave Lee could have pretty much signed for anyone yeah at the time he always played a, uh, sort of a year out of his age and that kind of endorsed my sort of thinking behind the process of signing for Chelsea so we used to travel up on the train to get He's a big lad as well, Dave. Yeah, he, but he had he grew quite, you know, over a couple of years, very mm-hmm. fast, and he had growth issues with his knees and stuff that he had to rest, but a great guy, you know, even today. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. lovely guy. So He did well. Yeah, so that went, so then, um, so then, so that was two years between 14 and 16, and then they offered sort of apprenticeships and YTSs at that, at that stage. And they offered me a YTS, but they were offering kind of I think the four or five apprenticeship which was their own money and we kind of looked at it and thought you know maybe they're just taking a bit of a gamble and my dad actually said look if you go down this route now and you have an injury tomorrow what happens you know where are you in your life so you know maybe we should just sort of stop a little bit and get yourself a trade behind you just in case you get injured that's like a lot of dads in that era though wasn't
0: it yeah Yeah, we've
1: had a few on here who said the same sort of thing haven't we that was good advice. In hindsight, you know, my career was finished at 26 with ACL. So, you know, what you know, looking back, you know, yeah. hindsight was a valuable thing. But anyway, I didn't. I was kind of, you no, know, no. This is what I want to do. So, so then we went went to Bristol Rovers for two years and played, like, saying the reserves there. I didn't. They offered me a YTS, didn't take it. Bobby Gould was not happy with the fact I didn't take it, so he kind of left me out in the lurch a little bit. Mm. But uh, Howard Jarman was taking the reserves. Tony Pulis was also involved yes. so they always sort of threw me in uh, and then we played combination stuff for two years which is which was fantastic because you're playing I wish I'd kept all the programmes I, n- I never did but um, you know you're playing against Dean Saunders one week Charlie Nicholas you know these were the top stars at the time Luther Blissett was the first million pound black player I think came back and played for Watford came back from AC Milan so it was just you know yeah. you were, and they were kind of playing a couple of reserve games before they got back into the first team so they were only giving you kind of 80% didn't really want to get kicked which is all I could do so I you know (laughs) you could actually kind of compete you got into a bit of a false sense of security they didn't want to you know really do too much so it was kind of a nice sort of footing really I think to to learn the game but we're playing you know with Vaughan Jones Phil Bater Nicky
0: Tanner Pen Rice but it was it was competitive wasn't it it was yeah even even though these pros you know needed to look after us because they were going to go back into the first team you know yeah. you also add that you know the the up and coming stars or future professional footballers that wanted to prove their their, absolutely.
1: their, their worth absolutely yeah yeah you know? but we were playing at white hart lane one week hybrid the next it was just like you know you just could be, can't believe your luck almost mm. so. but i don't
2: think in those days the managers either the reserve manager, they wouldn't have any crap off the players would they no. I mean, because they were like nowadays the agent gets you a move if you drop them, so sub for two weeks, do you? Yeah. You know, they, they, in those days,
0: you played for the reserve manager, you are frightened of them, not you? Yeah. You
2: know, yeah. so.
0: If, I, if I'm right, and I have been known to get one or two facts wrong, Dave, i Anyone. You know, but you had Harold as your reserve team manager, Yeah. Lindsay Parsons as your youth team coach. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? I mean,
1: <laughs> so Lindsay was amazing. But so they're. Yeah. But, but they're both
0: genuine football oh, people
1: man aren't they what well, we mentioned it before God, we started yeah we mentioned it at the start but Lindsay was you know you would trained. you know you don't show you, you're hurt because that shows weakness right so mm. there's no like i said of falling out of love with the game a little bit because it's about who can cheat the best the referee best mm. to get the result whereas you know back in the day i know it's, you know everyone says it but it was about it was being a bit more honest about the mm. game and you know i think that's gone out of it but Lindsay was the one that would Drive that through and
0: yeah, he definitely. So, so players with Rovers in that, in that youth team and reserve team at the time, yeah, yeah so mentioned some of the senior pros, but yeah,
1: well, they, they often played the reserve stuff because they got a kick out of it as well. And like Penrice was outstanding, he would play centre in the field and just run the show. And we'd come off the pitch, and the top stars would go, Who's that? Who is that guy? And then Penny went on to, obviously to play, but yeah, but we had like you know. Um, Ian Weston played a lot of games, <laughs> so, so a great character. It's a mention to you. Well, this is a good story about him, so a great character. So we were playing, we were playing against uh, Luton, uh, a, a youth team game, and on the morning, on the afternoon, my United were playing the first team, right? So this was, there was about an hour difference between the games. So we're playing on this astro turf that gave you third degree burns as soon as you look at it, right? It was that, it was that bad. And they had a scoreboard above the goal, which was just light bulbs. You know, it was old-fashioned, you, know, you know, like traditional light bulbs. So Weso's got the ball, and he's punting it into the scoreboard, and all you can hear is this smash. <laughs> smash. <laughs> and he's going, he's pointing at me going, Sven, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going, I'm looking at that, and, and everyone would go, they look away, and then bang, he'd fire another one in. he go, what are you doing? This is just before, you know, the game started. So it was, but it was, you know, they, they again, the... the with Lindsay, it was no one ever fancied playing against us. And I'll uh, give you a good example. We got to go to Germany in a youth tournament that um, Leeds were originally invited to. So they were the premiership team. They couldn't make it. So they send, you know, I think there was a connection between the directors' friends. Could we send a team out? So it's mm. like ragamuffin Rovers I mean you're playing against Ajax PSV Eintracht Frankfurt even Barcelona had a team in it and we've turned up and Odd socks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you see them they're warming up and they're keeping the ball up and our yeah. warm up is like Wesley <laughs> trying to punt the ball over the bar and stuff and we had Darren Carr in the team and you know who was just like he'd run through brick walls for you so I used to play alongside him and say Darren you go and win everything I'll just drop off and uh, so sort would of pick everything up and you know we you know the first you know you had your anthem played before the game and there was like 3,000 in this crowd we were all put up in sort of family's homes in Stuttgart it was and um, did you win it? yeah unfortunately did you? Did you we did it? Yeah, but <laughs> the, the, the first game like you know, the ball's come up to the centre forward and Darren's just gone through and with everything just won the ball and headbutted him, the kids carried off. <laughs> Nobody would come near us, you know. It was like we won the final against Ajax seven <laughs> nil. Which meant they invite us back the next year to defend it and they didn't want that at all, did they? So that was quite that was quite that was Great that memories, was though, isn't it? great Great yeah. memories. It was a good, decent team. Had mm. the Owls in there, uh, Richard Dryden. Um you know so you had a Marco played, Gorota. So there was, you know, it was a good um it wasn't a bad Bad team. Steve Yates. He was in it. Yeah, all.
2: all went on, didn't
1: they? Yeah, yeah, all went on to do all right. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Ring. Yeah, Jimmy Ring played. Yeah, yeah. Jim Jim did really well. So there was a lot of like, decent players there. That, um, you know, and we would always be under you know underestimated. So we would always outperform really, but you know bigger than some of our parts for sure. But like you say, nobody fancied playing against
0: that youth team. Progressed and played Chelsea. Yeah, and it's one of the furthest Rovers youth teams have yeah. ever got in the FA Youth Cup Yeah, it's not the furthest but it's, it's up there with them yeah. so how do you feel about that when well
1: that was quite interesting actually because uh, they had to usher me out of the <laughs> ground in the end so uh, right. well I mentioned that centre forward Colin West he played up front for Chelsea it was just quick the fastest thing I'd ever seen so he had to go <laughs> <laughs> so if we were going to win he had to go <laughs> So I've taken him out early. Doors it off like the like Quinn William Williams who was head of. You ruined his career, that man. You said you had early be it that's another. Brookby blames me for that as well, which we'll come on to. But um, yeah, so I took him out. It was just a little later when you know, and they wouldn't even speak to me. Like Wesley was like, right, straight on the coach, let's go. So yeah, so that was that game. Mm. But yeah, it was a welcome back. But yeah. you know,
0: but yeah, that's there you go. And you won, and we won. Yeah, Yeah, so Move on So, what happened with Rovers when you finished?
1: Yeah, so uh, again, Rovers offered me a kind of full-time contract But it was, you know, uh, Bobby Gould was not a fan because I turned down the YTS So it was was just minuscule money really And I was already earning, I was working for Sun Life So I got that sort of trade which was in life assurance sort of investment at the time And uh, Bobby James rang up Said here, I'll give you 50p. Can yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, my own son. Yeah, my <laughs> son.
1: so yeah, so uh, so they offered me actually more money. So I I said yeah, I'll go. And come over. And Bob was great. You Bob know, offered
2: it, you more money. More, more money than
1: Rovers. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, more money than Rovers. So, you know, but there's you know I'll come on to a life lesson about moving for money that you kind of learn there's the wrong thing to do. I'll come on to that later. But yeah, so Bob was great and. You no, know, I think that was you just left Bath then. and uh, You signed for Yeovil, but obviously you're the big star. And, and you know, it was, as I said, Palms, he just took me under his wing, and I know that Rob Cousins said the same thing. And it was like you know, you had like a little conveyor belt of people that you were developing. So it was you know that that two years at Bath for me was. Is that why you was
2: there two years? Yeah,
1: it was fantastic yeah. because it, you know it, it set me up. You know, it, it taught me about life and it taught me about real football So I thought you were there for years Nick no. I thought you were five or six years no. so I played I played two, two years. so when I first played I was the youngest player at the time ever to play in the conference oh, yeah. for Bath. so but that was the year they were struggling and I think it stood for about five days and then jason Dodd played and that was it he was younger but <laughs> what
2: did he ever do yeah yeah
1: yeah so thanks to that, yeah. so yeah so I, I played a few reserve games with jason and he was you know he was outstanding and he was a white yes at bath wasn't he and he was going to college with the rovers boys he was getting a lot of stick you know because he was non-league football and i said to him don't worry you've got everything that you know just keep believing in yourself you've got everything it takes and and he did. He moved on to do really well. But yeah, so I think he took that record. I think if you look at the stats, I think he's yeah. probably the youngest. He was about seventeen, I think, to play. You were better lucky
0: with injuries at Bath as well, weren't you? Yeah. Because you, you know, although you were there two years, you know, you played what thirty games.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think, and also the team was struggling to stay yeah. in the conference. So, and it was, it was a, you know, it was a step up in level. It's man's football. You're yeah. getting beat up every. Every week, kind of thing, but I loved that because I could kind of do that. But um, I think when you're in a struggling team and you're a young player, it's like Bob would play me for a few weeks and then bring me back out. And you know Bruce Halliday, that was, you know, was good lad, what, Bruce. what yeah. good lad to play against. You know, at, at my age, playing against someone who played at the top level. So, yeah, I didn't, you know, I would, I would have played more, I think, if the team was doing better. Yeah. And then it got relegated. It got relegated, and then George really come in, and that was that was it. That was my tenure over then I think. So where'd you go after that? So signed it phones of Trowbridge. So John Murphy took me down there. So that was uh, that was that was a good a good break really, you know, gave me a chance and that was where I met Marcus and Rosie. So um, and yeah, lifelong friends and I still see them regularly now and uh, particularly Marcus so and you know it was all about trying to keep him more, Sort of not getting sent off within 10 minutes of coming on the pitch so uh but you know where you know if he wanted to marcus was just you know outstanding and he had like a bit of a cult following it with the fans it. show, they used to call him the psycho. And <laughs> <laughs> he used to run up for a corner and they're all chanting psycho, and he'd be doing this with his hands. And then he gets up to the penalty box, and me and Rosie are stood there and what are you doing? You're supposed to be covering us. Um. And he went, Yeah, I know. And then he'd run back and go like that, and then he'd <laughs> chant his name back. But <laughs> meanwhile, get on with the game, you know. So, but we a great character, but like yeah. I said, I said he, you know, there's a situation that we were playing down at pool in. You know, he's come on within 10 minutes, and uh, the ball's running out for uh, our corner, and the guy's just following it, and he's just gone and taken out the fullback. It's gone out for corner. It's going nowhere. <laughs> and he's on 10 minutes, and is you know sent off within 10 minutes of coming on. The next minute, you look around and he's women in their bench. He's just like <laughs> he's in there. Like, and Marcus is one of the most sort of mild-mannered people off the pitch you, you've ever met, but you know what a great character to have in the dressing room and be around and. Like you say, it's one of those. If you know you're in the trenches
0: with each other, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it now, um, and I'll probably mention it later on in this podcast. Um, Marcus is arranging a, a, a charity golf day for Stevie Torboys uh, on the 22nd of July this year um, at the Kenvershire. He's still looking for a few teams, so anybody that's listening, if what, fancies putting a team in, get in contact with uh, Marcus or get in contact with me, and we can we can sort you out. Um, and it's to raise. Defibrillators around lots of as many non-league football clubs as they possibly can. So that's where where what the charity is and it's it's all part of the Steve Tallboys Foundation. Sorry about that. It's my little advert over. <laughs> yeah, Marcus is very close to Stixie and yeah. like say, he's like Yeah, I need special work really... as well, Stixy. Yeah. So how long were you at Choitbridge? So that's another two years. How'd you go Wimber?
1: Oh, Murph was good actually Yeah, yeah so uh, you know It was always a question of I uh, enjoyed his sort of His team talks were great And uh, he'd always get Marcus in the middle And everybody had to just Kick bits out of him Before he'd fire everyone up So get Marcus in there And fire <laughs> Marcus up and,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it yeah He was psycho in
1: there Yeah <laughs> Marcus, uh, But Murph was good Murph was quite clever He was yeah. quite clever How he managed people So Very clever in fact How he managed Marcus So he give Marcus a pay rise and then fine him every week so Marcus is thinking he's great he's got a pay rise but he's still <laughs> taking the same money him every week because he's getting fined so so it took it a while to cut on to that but um, I, I, Rosie I mean we had a Rosie again it was great to play alongside Rosie lifelong friend and he would win everything Again, I would drop off but he just taught me look he said we got AD Harris on the wing he's a flying winger he said get the ball down just lump it inside the fullback, and he'll make it look like a good ball make it look like you can play so it didn't take me long to cotton onto that. So that that. he would win it and I'd knock it inside the fullback. So, you know, that was a very good team, effective team. We had Dave Mitchell up front who was rock solid. I think he was very under. Really, yeah, as yeah, a I'm player, well,
0: yeah, Before true. I met, yeah. I, I, you know, I, he, was, he was difficult to play against. He
1: wouldn't back down from anyone either. So, and we had some interesting training sessions where you know, most got to stop it because we're kicking lumps out of each other. And but it just showed a good spirit, nobody worried about it. it we just again, it's that spirit you get at Bath, you want that to you know, many people have spoken about it here, but it's that spirit if you can get that in the clubs you play, then A, you enjoy the game, B, the, the teams are better than the sum of their parts, and that was that was very Clear. Rose is worth a mention though because he was, because um, when I left Troubridge, I signed for Gloucester, which was probably the biggest mistake I made at the time. But again, it was like Les Alderman throwing a load of money at it and it was come and play for me. I think he signed about five centre backs. And... Did you move for the money? Yes, I did. Right. Yeah. So I did, and I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, and that was my first life lesson. So, you know, it was a case of learning don't worry about the money, just get where you're happy and then everything else falls into place. And I wish I'd never left Trowbridge at that time. And Rosie blames me to this day that he was in... They were in, on the FA Vals run. They were at the semi-final. And if they'd have got through, then Rosie would have been the first person ever to play at Lords one week. And he was playing in the village uh, national final. Cricket. Cricket. And then he played play at Wembley the following week in the FA Vals final. Yeah. But they... They lost the semi final, where he blames me because I <laughs> left, and then Marcus had a place centre back alongside him. He blames Marcus for, for losing, so, so but that would have and been no one he's not bitter, is he? No, no. <laughs> he doesn't mention it at all anymore, yeah. So, but yeah, but again, another great character in a side that you know that was and Rosie was the captain and just you know dominated everything. And yeah, it was there, it was a good team. That was, I think, they when they got that far, they the. The, the kit the, the shop ran out of replica kit and people in Trowbridge were nicking them off washing lines see. so you know it's quite it is in the depths of uh, you know, Wiltshire Trowbridge but yeah so they got to that stage so but yeah I wish I'd never left I think Murph had it going there yeah. and Murph had taken Chelten, you know, to win the conference so he definitely knew what he was doing and you could see that in his man management of people so he managed Marcus totally different to me totally different to Rosie yeah. and you know we had we had a great time great. and I wish I'd never left really so mm. That was
0: a mistake. So Les Alderman. Yeah, at yeah. Gloucester, so you know
1: the Stixie was at Gloucester, so that was great to go and play alongside him and it was, you know, Brian Godfrey said you know, I set up his move to Wimbledon He said that Stixy were worth fifteen grand on the pitch, five hundred grand off hmm. the pitch, you know. And he just slotted straight into you know, we've got some great stories. Many I can't repeat that we went up to see yeah. him at Wimbledon and with Vinnie Jones and you know some of his stories he could tell that you know he was in parties with Madonna he calls her Madge (laughs) because he's allowed to right yeah so you know so that sort of thing you know the stories that sticks he would come back with a different level but we enjoyed that yeah Yeah. but yeah so I think the Gloucester thing was it was that Les was throwing a load of money at it it was seemed to be the place to be it was going to happen but there was just no order about it, you know, I mean, they signed sort of, uh, you know, for me, five centre-backs, and they played Jeff Meacham at centre-back, so why sign? And they had, like, people like Gary Kemp and Ian Hedges, who were great young centre-backs, they were better than me, and they weren't, weren't playing, so it was just like, you know, why, you know, why, why should I be here? So it was a case of resetting, you know, what I wanted to do with football, really, and get back to enjoying it and try and get back to you know that feeling you get at Bath or Trowbridge at the time Yeah. and then Bob was at Mangotsfield and he rang me up and said
2: here <laughs> I'll give you 50 mile for 50 <laughs>
1: miles, work it out so and to go back to him it was like you know going back to like a
2: comfy pair of slippers
1: comfy pair of slippers yeah so then we had a, he made me captain and uh, we were at Mangotsfield just playing Western League but you know we started to do all right. And we had Tony Dix, was a great player. How he never played high, I never know. He was brilliant. Webby, Rob Webb and goal. A great character. So we had some real good players. And that was when I first come across Dean Burkeby is probably one of the most talented, gifted players at non-league I've ever played against and with. And, you know, he was...
0: We we cut, cut that bit out yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: yeah he was in and out the first team but it was you know his temperament was letting him down a little bit which he's probably covered but um, but yeah he was he was really good he was really gifted and um, and Mickey Tanner you know signed for Bob so uh, and you know I think Mickey's podcast was one of the best ones I heard because he sort of opened up about mental health and things like that and yeah. it takes a big person to do that but it, you know his angriness explains you know, how he was on the pitch. And, you know, again, so much talent. It was, you know, it was, a, you know, almost just not marred, but just taking the
2: edge off it. But well, you, you think know. these days, you'd get more help off the pitch, wouldn't they? Yeah. Be, you know, they seem, that's, that's, that has improved in football, have not it? That's side of the game, yeah. I think. But again, Bob
1: put together a decent team. We were competing for the championship and the other team in the league was Cleveland at the time, which was Terry Rouse. Again, who had a load of money, was getting... Uh,
0: he was getting a team together to he'd been at Mangersfield and went to Cleveland Cleveland, yeah, and, yeah. And he took half the team minutes. he did but, yeah
1: and he did and you know we were playing up against them and you know we, we competed did quite well but they beat us but they they had the best you know of the Western League teams yeah, there Deney, Brooksy. Aaron, yeah Brooksy brilliant Wayne Morris you know yeah. those sort of things you know we played at Rovers Ewins, Ewins, yeah there. so yeah. Ewins was terrorist yeah. like sort of anchor yeah. in the middle really so um the following season he took them all down to Taunton
2: yeah.
1: and he rang me and said look you played well against us I've got this team that we're going to take to the Vals Fine, we want to get to Wembley it's not about the league for us do you want to come on the journey and it was the first time that anyone has sold in what they were trying to do and um, I said yeah well didn't even talk about money obviously the money was much more than at Angusville I didn't even talk about it I didn't negotiate it I said yeah I- I'll come along with you with that that sort of journey and he did he signed you know he, he signed the-, the best teams of the Western League but then he also went higher and he pulled people in like you know Dean Radford came along but like, Dean was cut tight unfortunately so but it was getting that calibre of individual individuality that, that set the standards high. And like you say, we went all the way. We went all the way to Wembley. So it was just an incredible journey for a year. And, uh, you know, again, it bonds you, doesn't it? But like you say, he would play you in centre-back as long as he was fit. And then it was a case of who would play alongside. It was either himself or Keith Graddon at the time. So, yeah, so we, we sort of played there. But Terry was clever, so he kept a couple of local... Players in, so there's a guy called Paul West and Damon Palfrey. For him, yeah. All right, so Damon Palfrey again, probably one of the talented players I've ever in Paul Scholes figure. Mm-hmm. He was outstanding, you know, he was just untouchable at that level. And then a guy up front that played alongside Pero, which is a guy called John Durham, who was Ex-pro just used to fire the ball
0: into him and it would stick. And then... uh, that was an Andy Perrett mention, wasn't it? Yeah, another one. He gets mentioned every week. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Had such quick feet as
1: well that like you, you, you yeah. couldn't defend against him. But that, the thing is, you know, he should have, could have played at a higher level, but he didn't. He didn't want to work hard, you know, he just wanted to stay in
0: the box. You feed him, he scores, like, you
1: know, that's one
0: of those. I've seen, seen a picture locally, there was him, Ryan, and it, it must be his yeah. grandson, yeah. Uh, yeah. an awards night, and yeah. even, even the grandson, so he can go for or something. <laughs> year, you know? But the nice thing
1: about that, the, the families would come to Taunton, so you had Wayne Morris, and he'd bring his, his wife... Rachel was lovely and they'd bring their little daughter Abby you know and she would you know she's got kids of herself her own now but she would be on the chair waiting for her daddy to come mm. in and it was like you know I want one of those you, yeah, know. So, you know it was it was that life lessons that you were learning it was a great place to be and we had a great run because we got to Wembley although we didn't win it but we you know we got there which is what the goal was so yeah I still got my boots with
0: the mud on the bottom never wore them again after that well, that's yeah. good Paul West, you've just mentioned Paul West, and um, I was involved in. in Paul, he's a coach now. Do you know that? No. Didn't he manage Tolkien after? Uh, He did, didn't he? I think he had a little spell, and he's he's part of their youth setup Mm. and in different things. But he was. I'm going to say this: he was the least likely player I would think would go down the coaching route. Mm. But fair play to him, he studied and worked hard and listened. And to, to anybody that want, would want to talk football, mm-hmm. and he's still involved down there now. Yeah, but he was a nutter when he was on the he pitch.
1: Was. Yeah, he was a good player, very good player. But it was clever what Terry did. So he kept, you know, a few local lads involved, so the fans will keep coming back. And like I said, I think Martin Grimshaw mentioned it when he was at TV. I played in that game when the local derby on a Wednesday, that's a delay kickoff to get everyone in the ground. And it was, you know, I think it was about 5,000 people that were coming in to watch this local derby, which is Taunton
0: versus Tibby. Taunton versus Tibby, yeah.
1: And then, you know, and then Tibby went on to do the same as what Taunton did. But I think, you know, that spurred them on that we got there first. Yeah. And then, you know, but again, they always were a quality side tippy, weren't they? They always played higher than Western League and stuff, so
2: yeah.
1: it was good. But yeah, it was, that was a good little, but that was only a year, really. And then it
2: kind of... So did you leave at the end of that year?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. well the money dropped out of it, and yeah. so Terry fell out with, I think, the backer, and then, the, you know, everyone had to go there. Did
2: he disappeared from football then, didn't he, yeah, sir? He did, yeah, he did.
1: But, you know, he was, uh, he was very good at getting the team together, getting that spirit there but you know technically he was you know he wasn't the most his team talk was what you got to go out today guys is attack 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 <laughs> right go okay, out and do yeah. it so but he was you know what you know i used to i used to do extra training with him to take me on my own and do extra training it oh geez you know to start up the love of the game you No, know, he would do anything to help you so yeah. you know it, you know you want to play for those sort of characters yeah. right you want to, uh, and then frank gregan rang me And said, look, we're trying to do something here and do you want to come along? And And this is Forest Green? This is Forest Green, yeah. So they were struggling in the Midland division. And, um, you know, I I listened to Frank's um, podcast and he was right, you know, he inherited a team and he had really a couple of good players. But he said, look, we've got, you know, we've got a plan and we've got backing. Trevor Horsley was, you know, this big character, Leeds fan and, you know, just dedicated to the cause legendary man rest his soul and um you know he'd sell like raffle tickets and serve soup in the game time you know and it was just you know again you want to you want to play for these yeah. want to play hard for these characters so frank said look we're, you know we're going to do things we're going to go places do you fancy it and then i said yeah i do. I didn't even talk about money no money was you know talked about it. but you know he sold me the you know the plan and what they were doing so mm-hmm. Phil Hill was captain. Used to travel up. You know, it was it was great. We had we had like this Bristol contingent, and they had a Cheltenham contingent that was fronted up by Tommy Callanan. So one of the, again the greatest players I've ever played with. Tommy He'd run through brick walls, and you know, and it,
0: his face looked like he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was brilliant. But you know, he was he was. A great I I spoke,
0: I spoke to Tommy uh, this week, and he said. I said, how are, how are you, mate? He said, yeah, I'm struggling a bit. He said, I've just had me hip redone. So he had his hip done ten years ago. Okay, that's just had it Redone. Tell me that. And by what? All- <laughs> 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 but um, he's recovering, and he was working with Alex Sykes when he over at Cinderford.
1: Yeah. S- yeah, yeah. So yeah, Alex. Yeah. So Alex. So yeah. So he. They had.
0: Was he part of the? he was there yeah Alex yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah he was yeah again so Frank started adding players and they were of all great quality and you can see this this, this club evolving and it was and he replicated that same mentality at Bath you know it's that team spirit so we used to go up to Cheltenham and stay at Tommy's and yeah. go out on a Saturday night and Tom would like Tom knew all the bouncers Tom was like one of 19 kids from Ireland, I think you know. You get, yeah. you know, you get people knock on the door and say, "Tom, your dad said we could stay with you." No, no questions asked, come in. Next thing you know, there's a bomb gone off in Manchester. They've left, left him. Shouldn't be saying this. Might need to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> might need to cut this. But Tom going to just, you know, just that, and he would be asked to go somewhere. He'd drive to Reading. Some guy come out of a nightclub. He'd stay in the car just in case it got a bit tasty. They'd sort this guy out, back in the car, drop him home. So it was all different world for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And I used to turn up in my suit in the car, and Tom was looking snarling at me. And mm-hmm. then, then when we got on the pitch, he realised that I'd do the same for him. And he was just like, yeah, "Right, we're brothers here." And it was it was fantastic. And it, it we just it just grew and grew and grew. And Frank made me cap- Frank said some nice things about me. He never said that when I was playing for him, by the way, that, you know, <laughs> that, that he appreciated it. So, but. Um, you know, he made me captain and I think the story with Smarty was fantastic so Frank's called me and he said I'm going to take the captaincy off from you I said fine what is that he said well, he said, well he said, we just signed Gary Smart from Bath he's playing out on the wing he's not happy I'm going to play him in the, straight down the middle where he wants to play I'm going to give him the captaincy his little chest will be puffed out when he runs out and he'll be brilliant <laughs> and he was right? so Smarty was the last piece of that jigsaw and we had Paul Hunt up front Mm. who was probably the best centre forward I ever played against. We used to give him the ball. Yeah. And, you know, Don Forbes at the time, we'd give him the ball and then we'd go and line up for um, you know, for a goal. For the, the, we knew we'd score. We were stood back, lined up, waiting for them to come back and kick <laughs> off. It was almost that good. So we'd gone from a struggling environment into you could see this growth going. And when you're in a team that's winning, you know, the spirit's great. And, you know, like I said, we used to go up to Cheltenham for the night. They used to come down to us. And, you know, Frank, again, the best man manager I think I'd ever I'd ever seen. So Frank came up with this great story. I think, you know, we were on an unbeaten run of about 16 games. We went through, when we won the Southern League, we were unbeaten at home. And we weren't the best individuals in the team, in the league, but we were the best team, you know, as we're bigger than some of our parts. And we're in this run and Frank goes, look, I want to talk to you about pressure. Don't feel like you're under pressure and this is a team talk before we're going out we don't even know who's playing what position yet and he said i'll I'll tell you what's pressure and frank was a sergeant major in the army and he said i've had you know we're on the assault course running our privates over, you know across this assault course and we've had a serious injury where the guy's got to the top of the wall and he slipped and squashed his bollocks on the top of his on the top of the wall and he's screaming and they're all swollen up they've got to take him to the hospital. So they take him to the hospital to get him checked out and, you know, they're, they're swelling there and all the rest of it. And the nurse comes in and says, can I take a look? And the, wor- the nurse is quite pretty, right? And the guy's going, oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling here. She's going to inspect, you know, what <laughs> i going So, and this is our team talk. Frank's going, this is pressure. So they said, look, we need to check out to see if, you, you know, you can still have children and we need a sample from you. And, the, and they gave him, like, this half-pint. Glass. to said, can you put your sample in there? And he's going, I'm not sure if I can fill that up. He said, but I'll give it a go. And she said, well, if you can go into the room. So he's there trying to give a semen sample, right? And he's <laughs> trying to flip one off, and she's knocking on the door. I don't know, are you there yet? And he's going, on top of the tubes, just leave me alone for a minute. This is our team talk. Anyway, he manages to... Well, spill it on the floor and he scooped it up and said. He opens the door. He opens the door. It's beautiful, nurse. And he said, "That's all I could do." And she said, "No, no, we wanted a urine side. Yeah. Uh, so Frank's <laughs> gone. That's pressure. He said, "Enjoy <laughs> yourself, right?" So we're going. What is that about? But it was. We're laughing as we're going out, and I don't know what the other team felt, but we won four 0 <laughs> <laughs> Just to wipe the floor with them. I'm thinking, I don't know what he's doing, but it's clever, you know. So, so you had that sort of spirit. Um, in the team which was great and the, like I said we were unbeaten at home and we were un, you know Smarty came in and made a massive difference because he, he came from a higher level and you know I don't want to say it but he was he was brilliant so but yeah he was outstanding and he was the jigsaw that made the, the last piece of that jigsaw and then they, they just flew so is he better than you at golf he'll,
0: he'll tell you he is uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah just generally yeah. Yeah. play at
1: the same golf club yeah, yeah, yeah we do yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of him so yeah I'm sure he'll pick me up on it and that's the other thing so um, so uh, book, we had bookie and goal was like inspector gadget, he pulled stuff out of the air, he was, was fantastic. So it was difficult to keep hold of him, he moved on. And obviously, Moggy come in, so so I want to just address that for you know, because I know Moggy got a bit upset about the story well, with it's Frank, it's been mentioned once or twice, yeah. And um, I can hear him tapping away, so put the phone down, Moggy. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure but yeah, the Frank story was true. I did put um. Shaving foam in his gloves. It was kind of a like welcome to the club kind of thing. And I just don't think he actually realised. He probably smelled a bit better as <laughs> he pulled them out of his bag. Um, but he's kind of Give me a little sneer And I thought he'd, re- he'd He'd noticed it But um, yeah Obviously not So because he, he thought His story wasn't true But I did But obviously Didn't recognise it And the other thing He did say, it, it wasn't me that said You know Wait till you see him Under lights Because he got These thick glasses That was smarty So <laughs> I mean, I just dropped Smarty in it there So he's going to be getting some stick later So yeah But yeah But it was all It was all done In good jest To say look Welcome to the club And this is You know It's just the same As what you had At Bath really Yeah it's but yeah, it was good. It was a good time, so. No were we there, Nick. Yeah, that was, I think that was four years. So. Four years. Yeah. Probably the longest stint then, isn't it? Yeah, it was, well, yeah. And it, that was, the, I enjoyed the football the most mm-hmm. there, you know. It was the closest we
0: got to bat. And you could feel you were part of something that was going places, so. Mm. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a, it, we said it when Frank was on, but it was a tremendous success story, wasn't it? You know, yeah. We'll look where yeah. right sure. I mean, they are now, yeah. And we're like, you know, it's... Yeah fantastic
1: incredible it was it was incredible and the the pitch surface was brilliant up there and you know it allowed good football we played good football help your touch Well, (laughs) help my touch keep (laughs) keep it on the island Um, but yeah so uh, and like I say uh, uh, played with a lad called Rob Skidmore he was fantastic came out of City's ground centre half yeah and then uh, Matt Coop played for a couple of games as well before I did my ACL. So, and again, another great, great player. So you can't believe he's still playing now, but, um, you know, it, the Frank would attract quality people
0: because there was a decent team there. So it was, you know, I, I a think, special I think place. If, you, if you've if you got a plan, you know, he had the back end of Trevor. Yeah. And, and there was a plan. You know, I just don't understand how, how you know, lots of these clubs Survive without a plan. No, I, I think you know, uh, don't get me wrong, you've got to the financial resources to, 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 to be able to back that plan. Yeah, but you know, clubs will have a plan, but no way the financial resources or the infrastructure to, to, to back it up. And yeah, uh, I think you know, uh, Frank had the plan and, and he,
1: had a, he had a bit of backing from Trevor, but it wasn't like they were, it, it had the most money in the league. You know, like when Les tried to do it in Gloucester, it was just you know, almost too much money, really. But you know, I, I the way I saw it, that there was a plan, and he had a budget to run to, yeah. and he wouldn't
2: break that budget. But did he set an academy it? up as well, Frank? Yeah. yeah. How, that go in so there's a plan in there. Yeah. There's a vision. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that, that's that's how the, it evolved. The budget was was enhanced. Yeah. Through, through to the getting the money that yeah. way. Yeah. And, and, Fra- he, and he's he's fantastic at yeah. it. Frank was
1: clever so you like you, he was like one of the boys in the week. You know, you could take the Mickey out of him. He used to have a funny run, so we used to do that, and and. And he used to say that like, you can take the piss out of me at two o'clock on a Saturday. It's my time yeah, it's true and you just show that respect was like, yeah great, you know we know exactly where you stand and like I say it was, it was it was it was really good well, he, he proved it didn't he? you know he took them from nowhere, really up to like being one of the top pro clubs now Well, he took it to the pro
0: so forest green rovers twenty six then your a c l yep
1: yeah. yeah. Was that it? Yeah, well, pretty much so. Yeah, we were at Sittingbourne again on this unbeaten run and I just turned inside and uh, I heard it pop. You just hear it pop. So it yeah. we just went down and, you know, everyone's going. It was like a dying swan. <laughs> there was a sniper in the stand. We saw it. Nobody near you? No one near me. No one near at all I wanted to tackle or anything. So um, there was a doctor on site and uh, they stretched me off and said, the doctor said, look, I can diagnose this straight away. If I draw some fluid off your knee, if, it, if there's pink or there's any blood in it at all, then you're in a bit of trouble. And he said, but if it's just straw colored, you will be fine. So he got this huge syringe out, which I wasn't too keen on. But as soon as he started drawing fluid, it was pink. And they said, he said it's not good news. And he just iced it, you know, just wrapped it in ice. And they got me in to see, Forest Green got me in to see a consultant within three days. Yeah. And I was under the knife within, I think it was two months after the swelling went down. Yeah.
0: But it was. Well, that, that's looking after players, isn't it? And that's, yeah. that, that's, you know, that's such an important thing in Bar Club.
1: Yeah, I wasn't on a contract, they didn't have to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, I was on that, you know, expenses agreement, you know, but they did. It was, you know, and I was desperate to get back and wanted to play for them. And, um, you know, it took me 14 months to rehabilitate, you know, and they didn't have to pay me through that, they did. Yeah. You know, so it was, you know, you're desperate to get back, but you know with an ACL you know one of my assets was I was quick and I'd lost that half yard of pace and I knew that I would never be good enough to play at that level again Mm. I went to Chippenham on loan to get some games under my belt and I knew I wasn't the same player so I came back he played me and it went again Oh God! I went again in the first game. So that was a tackle. Same, that game. Time. Same name, yeah. It was a tackle that time, but but you know, and then that took the decision away from me. I would have had to make a painful decision that I knew I wasn't good enough to play at that level anymore because I'd lost that athleticism. Yeah. So um, that kind of took the decision away. So I had to, I had to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. No more football. Yeah, no more football. But I. Had... I thought you were at Cleveland. You know. No. no. No, no, didn't get I, didn't get down there. So, but it, you know, I had a great time, met some great people, learned some serious life lessons.
2: Yeah. And, and
1: like I said, it shaped shaped me too. So, you finished with the game, really. Then took up yeah, I did golf. Yeah, took up golf. Focused on the career really. Just yeah. it that, trying to deal with
2: it. I never said it was that like you were that young. then, we no, stopped. Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, crammed quite a bit into those few years, really. So, yeah. but yeah, it was. And like you say, you make friends
2: along the way that share your same. Sort of that's another life lesson off. there though isn't it about football you know we people fall out of love with it at 22 and give it up and mm. some people got to give it up haven't they at 26 yeah. I just think oh, I just wish I could play one more proper game yeah. you know and, and I was quite lucky with injuries but you know at 26 I think I'd have been devastated if I had to give up at 20, 26 yeah yeah, yeah that's really it in your prime years, isn't
1: it? Yeah, you're supposed to be at your best yeah. between 26 to 29. Yeah, it's supposed.
2: all the knowledge you picked up, like you said, playing with all those different players. You, who knows where you could have ended yeah. up, you know? Yeah,
1: there's one, there's one good story that I haven't said that I should say, that I usually tell everybody within the first five minutes of meeting them. <laughs> it's that when I was at Gloucester, they sent me to Weymouth on loan, uh, and I played down there for a couple of months. And they had this ethos, so that was a great club. They used to get about four thousand a week. Yeah. It was a big stadium, wasn't it, for non-league? And they had um, this ethos of total football. So you would wouldn't let the goalkeeper kick it out of his hands. It always rolled out. Six it was Gaffer. Uh, right. I can't remember.
2: I can't right. remember. And I tell you I, I know it was. I was down there. Right. Okay. So, which was great. It, it, it was a drink, wasn't it? Oh uh, my,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, which was great so again you, you're learning more football skills right? because you've got to have, be able to be decent on the ball but they had, um, they had a, uh, one of the directors were close to one of the Southampton directors right? so, and the Southampton had their first team game called off at the weekend because the pitches weren't like they were today they were a lot worse and they said look we'll bring our first team down to play against you you advertise it. You can keep all the gate receipts. It's their way of giving something back to like yeah. grassroots. So they said, great. So they get up, this massive crowd comes in. I travel down from Bristol, and as I get in the dressing room, they're handing me the team sheet, and I'm looking at the team sheet, and it says nine Latissier, <laughs> ten Shearer. I'm going, I've just done my hamstring. <laughs> said, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. And it was like they had pulled right out Tim Flowers and goal. Ruddock played at the back. Russell Osman played. Yeah. Here. yeah, you had one of the Wallace brothers on the wing, which was catching pigeons in a warm up. So fast, so quick. And I'm thinking, what what we come up against here? And uh, so we've run out again. Um, Shiver played just behind the front two. So I think he's I think he made his debut like three weeks before he scored a hat trick. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, what we come up against? And they played right out up front with Letizier. And Shearer played just in behind the front too. So you go in, do I go in and mark him? Do I go and kick him? Well, we're not allowed to kick them. So they said, don't kick. I said, well, I'm I'm struggling here. And it's the only time on the pitch when I thought, I'm never good enough to play this game. Because Shearer was incredible. So even I couldn't even foul him. He was that good. You know, he'd make runs. And he'd know what you're going to do. And he'd step inside he was incredible right? oh, yeah. so, and he wasn't like people remember him as his target centre forward at Newcastle oh, yeah. he was fast he was short he wasn't that big he was quick he just could just just ran my legs off all, all night but Letizier was brilliant right? so I'm marking Letizier in the first 10 minutes and he drops his shoulder goes one way I've, I've got him covered curls it in the top corner one nil down and I look round at him and he's holding his hand out for me to shake his hand and I said what are you doing? he said that's me done I've done my bit <laughs> you're just going to kick shit out of me now I'm going to stand out on the wing I'll, I'll see you in the bar for a pint after and I promise you he was waiting there for me and I got in the bar for a beer he, he, a uh, I, I shook his hand and they go what are you doing I said oh it's a great goal <laughs> and he and he was there so him Russell Osmond and, and Tim Flowers they were just sat around talking and they said then you know share a remember name is off to Man United the deal's already agreed and I think in the six days after that, Douglas got him to sign for Blackburn, and that, the rest is history. history. But yeah, it was the only time I've been on the pitch where I thought, yeah, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be at that level.
0: Oh, D- Dino, Dean Rafford, and Ince and Incy, Paul, uh, yeah. Phil Underhill, they both said about the Southampton days and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they, and they were.
2: Well, yeah. Colin Cram in it. We had oh, Colin yeah, Cram in yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah just mentioned Dean
1: Radford there one thing he didn't mention not many people know he is a fantastic singer is he well, incredible he used to sing lady in red on the you know get the mic and sing it and we thought Christopher
0: was at the front of the. yeah I used yeah, to sing that amazing. to my missus in Papillon <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. Better Last dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so that you know so he can sing Dino can sing He can sing really well it's like one of those hidden talents painter
0: Mm, we got getting the, back like, on. Sing when off. we when we do organise this bar, and we get everybody. Got a karaoke. Well, we get Dino singing and we get Ian Murphy mm. do a bit of comedian yeah. stand up. Oh yeah, yeah. Be a right crap. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we yeah. yeah. Right, Sven. Anything else you want to share with our? Well, always ask this team One. toughest
2: opponent you've oh, played against.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that could be. um yeah, i say that's Billy Whitehurst. I don't know if you remember oh, him. Yeah. Right, so, so for yeah, yeah. centre-forward for Oxford. So, yeah, gave me... I think he left me in row Africa.
2: <laughs> and who's the best? Um, alongside, played alongside in the same team. OK, now. so... The, well, there to be a few, in there? You've already mentioned quite a few. Yeah,
1: haven't. I would say... So, Paul Hunt uh, for Forest Green, centre-forward, Oggy. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Damon Palfrey for Taunton. Yeah right up there
2: but what if you were in school two captains your first pick you could have any of them who would it be your first pick out of those any of them Tommy Cullinan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> all mention it. No, all like. not the most talented but this is my first pick yeah 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 yeah, definitely without a doubt yeah so yeah like i say it was great days mm-hmm. we, we'd all run through brick walls for each other and it was something that you know i think has gone
2: out of the game today so well we seems to have had a good time nick seen he finished at 26 yeah so good. yeah fair play no Rammed regrets no just a shame it, it last a decade longer i suppose yeah definitely yeah mm.
1: Uh, one, yeah, one regret, Marcus Bray is still my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't need to speak to him. <laughs> yeah. still getting a mention. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've just mentioned the golf day. Steve Torboy's Golf Day, 22nd of July uh, at the Kendalshire. If you're interested, get in contact with, um, with Marcus or myself. Uh, but Nick Hendy, thanks very much, Sven It's a pleasure.
2: Yeah, great to see you too. Yeah, great to we'll see you, Nick.